From somewhere in Northeast Indiana, Mike Davidson lives. And now your host of the podcast, Mike Davidson. Well, yes, Mr. Robert. Thank you very much. It's me. It's Mike. Mike Davidson lives. Thanks for downloading this latest uh, podcast. Sunday night is the recording, early Monday morning. Last day off of the long vacation I took. Monday is anyway. Tuesday I go back to work, so uh, back on the regular schedule. Some uh, some stuff to celebrate. My uh, middle child, Hazel, has been accepted into all-day pre-kindergarten. So she's going to be starting that up in uh, the fall. And, of course, her older sister is going to be in kindergarten. Both of them went out for shaved ice this past Friday. They enjoyed it. Uh, Logan couldn't come because he was, well, he's napping at grandma's. Uh, but uh, they're both very excited, looking forward to that. Uh, my wife actually got me out of the house Saturday. We took a, uh, a hike, not a walk. We, we hiked around uh, the Mississippi Reservoir. Uh, for those who don't know the geography of Indiana, which would include some citizens of Indiana, uh, it's uh, just north of Kokomo, a little south of a town called Peru, and a pretty good place to just get out, walk, and enjoy uh, the heat, the humidity, the sun, all that fun stuff. Uh, but we had a blast, and uh, now we're just getting back into the swing of uh, the mundane 9-to-5 grind. Uh, speaking of mundane, uh, Chuck Todd of NBC, Meet the Press. Well, he, uh, this is going to be the last summer he hosts the show. He's stepping down around September. They're going to replace him. I guess they've been meaning to do it uh, for three years now. Could I say this? Can I ask this openly? Who in the blue hell is still watching Sunday morning political talk shows? I, I don't care if it's NBC. I don't care if it's Fox News. I don't care if it's CNN. Who is watching this? It is just uh, a bunch of talking heads trying to look important, sound important. They bring politicians on. Politicians spin. Uh, it, it's not quite what it was... Uh, when um, Tim Russert hosted Meet the Press. I think he actually was pretty good at pressing politicians. Uh, Tony Snow was pretty decent on Fox News back in the day. He passed away not too long ago. Both those guys are dead. But now it's just it's uh, just seals barking. And, you know, if, if you're going to, you know, Sunday morning, you're either taking your family to church, you're, you're sitting there enjoying coffee, waiting for... Uh, something good to come on television i mean it does you have to wait long um with football season or you're sleeping in uh, it's the weekend who is waking up to get pissed off that early on a sunday morning that's and that's basically sunday morning political talk shows don't understand it um this is just a level of cringe you know we talked about how taylor swift fans are crapping themselves and uh, the media is actually kind of crapping themselves like I follow quite a few uh, network affiliate news, local news sites uh, from across the country just to get kind of a beat of what's going on around the, uh, the uh, contiguous 48 plus Alaska, Hawaii and the, you know, the, uh, the, the territories. And uh, Taylor Swift, she had her big old stand in, uh, in Soldier Field and it just, it, it's not just the Chicago newscasters. I mean, people who are in the New York area, the Dallas area, if Taylor Swift was in your town, your big-ass city, doing a two-, three-night engagement, it just seems like 
that uh, 30 Rock thing with uh, Steve Buscemi saying, hey, kids, you know, and he's this old dude dressed as a, as a, a skater dude. If you look at some of the Facebook posts on some of these local news stations, like I, I don't know if this was GN, WGN up there, or if this was uh, the NBC affiliate up there, uh, but they were dropping in uh, song titles. Oh, this weather forecast for the T Taylor Swift co concert tonight's going beyond your wildest dreams, <laughs> and it's just it's so cringe. But this this is also news media types that uh, you know. Your local newscast and finally tonight and they'll do a cornball story and they'll work in a, a punchline that's akin to and that's what i call a sticky situation and they all do the fake laugh that is that's basically all these taylor swift posts are on on these social media sites it's terrible oh god i mean it's 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 a big deal if she's in your town because she's like uh uh, the big performer now, but I mean, just just the uh, drilling on themselves, trying to you know sound hip and with it, and it's just not happening. Speaking of uh, being out of touch, Disney, and I got a couple of stories here about Disney. Uh, Little Mermaid, which was number one last weekend at the box office, Memorial Day weekend. I mean, that movie pulled in about 118 million dollars uh, domestically. Um, which, you know, on the surface, so to speak, it looks good. But uh, you know, if you read some of the articles, they're like, this is going to be the fifth biggest opening for Memorial Day weekend ever. I'm thinking fifth best. Doesn't sound like uh, Titanic Avatar type numbers there. Um, and then, of course, you had uh, some of this controversy with IMDB trying to uh, put up warnings about uh, review bombing online. And, they, and they're trying to make it sound like it's a bunch of bored old white dudes in their in their basements just uh, harpooning the Little Mermaid because they can't. Now, a lot of this stuff is coming from overseas, especially South Korea and China. It bombed in China. Like, uh, it, it came in fifth or sixth opening weekend. And I guess over there it's a bigger deal that the Little Mermaid is black and they don't like it. So yeah, I, I don't see I don't see the uh, the Hollywood magazines calling China racist here, but uh, there's a reason for that. Yeah, but uh, the the uh, the long term forecast on this is it could lose twenty million dollars domestic. Like it'll have a hard time breaking even. I thought it would break even. It doesn't look like that. Uh, they're talking about how it might even struggle to surpass Dumbo, the Tim Burton movie that nobody talks about anymore. Yeah. So that's kind of going off. And my, my whole thing about The Little Mermaid was never because of the lead actress being black. I don't care. It was two other things. One, it is a live-action remake, which is just bereft of any imagination, any originality. And uh, two, some of the, uh, some of the uh, woke, uh, politically correct things that they were saying at these press junkets, talking about drag queens this and... Uh, uh, all these other things, I'm just thinking you're not really uh, you're not really winning over a possible crowd here. And if you've got like a what was it? They, it came in second this week and a 55% drop off at the box office. Was it's just not really all that great. The word of mouth has to be kind of meh at this point. I mean, let me put it to you this way: um, what was it the Greatest Showman with Hugh Jackman, the musical? It came out uh, same weekend as uh, one of the Star Wars movies did back years back. It was like around Christmas. 
And it was like, if it came in second or third that opening weekend, but it kept coming in second and third. And I think it won a couple weekends afterward because the word of mouth on that was strong. It actually found an audience. And if you don't do that, uh, yeah, you're going to underperform. You, you have to be like hot off the bat or not. And Little Mermaid, just another thing uh, that Disney's struggling with. By the way, um, I have this article linked up on the Mike Davidson Facebook page, uh, Fortune. I have it linked up via yahoo but this originally appeared in fortune and it basically talks about how the force is no longer at lucasfilm because uh, they chronicle some of the failures that uh, the disney star wars movies have had and the disney star wars shows um and now indiana jones and the dial of destiny uh not winning over any fans whatsoever i mean it's it, the reactions we kind of 50 50 at con uh with the reviewers um but they're saying it's not looking good in terms of tracking in terms of ticket sales right now so this could be in this could be a bomb they're saying that the uh, dial of destiny took about 300 million dollars to make we're not even talking about marketing and all the other costs that go along with it 300 million dollars to finish you remember when that was a big deal when titanic like they're talking about how that movie is going to bomb because it uh, costs like 200 million dollars there's like james cameron's out of his mind well i think they're out of their mind here because you've got an 80 year old in the lead and it's cgi'd out the ass and, and i watched the original trilogy uh it was i watched um i watched uh, raiders of the lost ark thursday and then i watched temple of doom and last crusade friday night and those movies uh they're not necessarily you know perfect I mean, raiders of the lost ark is pretty perfect but overall just a solid trilogy and some great stunts there's no way in hell they're going to have anything like that in this one and i just i i don't want my nostalgia to just i i it's not there like there was some going into seeing crystal skull and after that i kind of left that that movie going meh this one just looks like garbage and if uh larison ford's just a, a bumbling old man count me out done i've got three good movies to go back and watch well two and a half because kate capshaw does take away from temple of doom okay so uh one story i kind of skipped over last week uh my bad because just a lot to talk about oppenheimer which comes out in july uh the christopher nolan movie about robert oppenheimer the father of the atom bomb uh it's going to be damn near if not over three hours long and it's got a rated r rating and I think this is their his first rated R movie since Insomnia, if I'm not mistaken. The movie he did with Al Pacino and uh, Robert Robin Williams a while back. That was a good movie. Uh, but uh, I'm looking at Oppenheimer, and it's like, well, it doesn't look like it's going to be a Tarantino movie. I mean, there's going to be some intense moments. I'm sure you're dealing with nuclear bombs here. Uh, but I'm just wondering if there was just too much smoking in the film, like all these scientists in a room just, you know, chain smoking like a, you know, some bitch. I don't know, but uh, it's rated R and it's opening the same weekend as Barbie. And um, no way in hell I'm watching Barbie. But yeah, you know, let's let's face facts. That was Barbie's gonna be what PG-13 or something, opening up against Oppenheimer. Uh, I, I think Barbie's gonna win that one out. It. Oppenheimer's going to be a tough sell, and I'm not saying it's a, a shit movie. I don't know yet. I, I, it looks good, but Barbie's probably going to win. It's it's like, um, because, you know, it's hard to sell a rated R movie 
during the summer. I mean, it can be done, uh, but it's a historic movie. It's not necessarily John Wick or Deadpool here. Uh, it is basically you learn something, that kind of movie. Uh, going up against Barbie. Uh, it reminds me of, um, it was a Thanksgiving weekend. God, my, my brain's going blank on the year. But it, basically the same weekend, three men and a baby opened up against planes, trains, and automobiles. And three men and a baby won because it was not rated R. Planes, trains, and automobiles was. And the only reason planes, trains, and automobiles was rated R is because of the car rental scene where Steve Martin channels his inner Joe Pesci and just drops F-bombs left and right. It's a great scene. And in the long term, I think Planes, Trains, and Automobiles has a, a bigger audience than Three Men and a Baby. Sorry, Steve Gutenberg. But that weekend, opening weekend, it got trounced. It, it took a while to, to um, get big. That might be something here with, I mean, I don't know. Oppenheimer, like I said, it's uh, not as uh, fun as planes, trains, and automobiles, but uh, it's got its work cut out for it. All right, so PETA has now become an organization of memes. That's the only way I can really describe this uh, this thing, and I, and I have the meme posted on the Mike Davidson Facebook page, uh, and this is not... A fake meme. This is not a meme making fun out of PETA. They're doing it themselves. You can actually find this thing on their Twitter and other social media accounts. It's basically, it's got a picture of a Tyrannosaurus Rex and it's got a picture of a chicken. And it says, you would never eat a Tyrannosaurus Rex. Why would you eat a chicken? And, of course, the PETA logo at the bottom. And I'm thinking, you guys are rocket you rocket scientists here, man. Just, God, what it, what is this? It's like they want Jurassic Park to happen. Because um, <laughs> I, I guess because uh, birds and dinosaurs, I mean, birds are more akin to dinosaurs than any other living animal, according to scientists, according to what they're saying this week. Um, but... That's that's what they're running with right now. You you wouldn't eat poor T-Rex, so why are you eating a chicken? Well, first of all, it's easy because chickens are dumb. Secondly, um, it's kind of hard to eat a T-Rex when, A, he's bigger and uh, more vicious than a bird, and B... He's been dead for about 65 million years, but the, the, you've got to feel guilty about this for some odd reason. Is this geared toward kids? Because dinosaurs are cool. Because it really doesn't really connect with me here at all. And, and it calls for open ridicule. And you know me, I'm, I'm ready to go when it comes to open ridicule. You know, I, I think I've said this in previous podcasts. I mean, I'm sure once upon a time, PETA was actually a legit organization uh, that was like, okay, uh, killing animals is wrong, and, uh, you know, we should do a lot to curb animal cruelty. But I think they just ran out of things to bitch about, and now they're doing this. And l before anybody who's a vegan uh, messages me or gets all pissed off about this, I have nothing against vegans or vegetarians. PETA, on the other hand, is just dumb. And, uh, yeah, so, but, but seriously, if you had a chance to eat a Tyrannosaurus Rex, you would. I mean, I've had shark before. Um, 
And I and I tell you what, if if I can eat something that could eat me, I would. I really would. Uh, but then again, that would require cloning, and that's a whole other can of worms I don't want to get into. So um, I was uh, scrolling through one of these British mu music magazines. I think it's NME. Noel Gallagher, formerly of Oasis, and uh, pretty outspoken dude about a lot of stuff. But uh, he uh, he hit the head on the nail, or the nail on the head. Uh, sorry, I was getting distracted because my computer was acting up again. Uh, he hit the uh, uh, nail on the head in this interview because he was talking about the state of rock music. And he says, guitar music, guitar rock music has been marginalized. And he was watching, and he, he came to this conclusion because he was watching this award show uh, with his sons. Not sure why they were doing this because it's an award show, but he's got two teenage sons, and uh, the 1975 are on stage. And he goes, is, and he said in this interview, Am I just becoming an old man? Because I think this is shit. And he goes, Sons, what do you think of this? No, Dad, you're right. This is shit. Like, they think that this music is utter crap, and it's pretty much pop music. And I think, was it Matt Healy? Uh, the front man, he, uh, I guess he might be dating Taylor Swift. I don't know. Uh, uh, she has yet to write any songs about him, as far as I know. Uh, but uh, he, he called this out rightly. And there are two observations I've had over the years. Um, you know, with, with a lot of the old school rock bands, like ACDC, you know that Malcolm and Angus Young were the guitar players. Uh, Eddie Van Halen, of course, for Van Halen. That's a no-brainer. Uh, you've got uh, uh, Joe Perry for Aerosmith. I mean, Kirk Hammett, uh, James Hetfield, Metallica. You can name all these guitar heroes uh, from these bands. I, I think the last great guitar player I think can just name right off the top of my head is Jack White. These newer bands, you don't hear that. At all, I mean, it's it's all really crunched together. Like it's either new metal or metal core. It's loud. It's not distinctive. It doesn't make you want to headbang. It just sounds loud and angry. Um, and, and also, in the uh, the last few years, I was in rock radio. A lot of stations were being pushed to play things like Imagine Dragons and Twenty One Pilots. And people want people wonder why I have such a negative outlook about the rock genre, and it's like it's it's that stuff right here. And Noel Gallagher of Oasis, uh, he's seen the same thing. So uh, kudos to him. I mean, he's wrong about a lot of other crap, but uh, uh, he's right there, and he's also right about AI um, because I guess uh, some people are putting out Oasis albums with uh, him and his brother Liam. <laughs> Uh, you know, this is what an, an Oasis album would sound like if uh, they're both talking to each other and, of course, uh, robots. And he said, hey, look, what's the point? It's not me. You got people uh, having Freddie Mercury singing uh, Don't Look Back in Anger with these things. What's the freaking point? <laughs> yeah, it's it's not genuine art. It isn't. Uh, it's just, it's okay. This is a computer simulation. This is what we think it sounds like. And what gets me, as I hop into this next story about uh, artificial intelligence, is that we're just kind of gleefully playing with this crap on the internet. You go to these, uh, you know, websites. You can, you know, make up characters. You can uh, make up songs. You can do all sorts of crap with AI. 
and, and we're doing this ignoring what we have learned from science fiction in the long ago. Uh, AI can kill you. Artificial intelligence can kill you. Um, and uh, the Air Force having to walk back such a story that may or may not have happened. Nobody actually got killed, but I guess they were running this AI simulation where artificial intelligence was fighting a pilot. And uh, I guess uh, the uh, spokesman at a press conference said something to the effect that uh, the AI took out the command tower and quote-unquote killed the pilot. Now, this is all simulation. Nobody got killed. And there was some cause for alarm. And then they had to go, no, 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 that didn't actually happen. We were just kidding, haha. -ha. I, I misspoke, I misspoke. It never happened at all, haha. <laughs> uh, we really don't understand this stuff. And, and my wife, yeah, my wife had uh, an interesting comment about that. She goes, yeah, I was looking at some news uh, clipping the other day. Um, some uh, video about artificial intelligence. I think this was on ABC News. And... Uh, she was talking about this guy that uh, was a scientist, and she she goes, so does the government contact you every day about artificial intelligence? Yep. And do they understand it? Talk to them every day. And my wife said to me, when I saw that, I said to myself, oh, my God, we're dead. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, <laughs> pretty much. I just wish scientists would just stop playing with this crap. All right, so, uh, you know, we're... we're tech heavy and um a lot of corporations are so um and uh where i worked we ran into this problem and it got it got resolved it got fixed uh but it's a bigger mess for uh cincinnati area kroger stores i guess they had a problem with their uh uh their vendor their uh, they go third party with their um uh payroll and some people got bonuses that didn't deserve them, and other people got paid less. Uh, and I guess this happened over the course of March and April, and they're trying to get all that money back from the people they overpaid. But uh, I'm sure uh, that money's no longer in existence. At least they don't have it, because they probably went out and uh, spent that, because they thought it was their bonuses. And they're like, well, you didn't file, file a grievance with the union. Yeah, uh, how many people are going to have a grievance about being overpaid? Oh, this is too much money. I better tell somebody. That just, it's, you know, ethically, yeah, if you if you got paid too much and it's not yours, you give it back. But how many people are such really ethical here? But there are people that are being underpaid and they're trying to fix this crap. And it's just a mess. It really is. Um, what, I mean... And the thing to remember, too, is uh, Kroger is a supermarket. And with supermarkets, profits are are margin thin. They're razor thin because you're dealing with, you know, food that spoils. And you have a lot of that stuff going on. And uh, now they got to try to get all this money back so they don't uh, take it on the nose, so to speak. But uh, I got that linked up on the Mike Davidson Facebook page. Yeah, seriously, though, if, if I got paid too much, I'd ask about it. Or if I got underpaid, I definitely would ask about it. Uh, but, the you know, that thing, it's kind of like bonuses. People always expect, there are, there's this expectation that you're going to get a bonus if you do well. Well, it's great to have that extra money. But keep in mind, that's a bonus. That's not money in the bank just yet. Um, so if you get money in the bank, that's a lot. 
stop and ask what the hell is going on. My wife has done that a couple times, and it's kind of saved us here. All right, so uh, we're wrapping up the first week of uh, June. And, of course, as you know, June is Gay Pride Month, and it's kind of been... Uh, well, in some areas, it's kind of muted. In some, it's a little loud, depending on the corporation, depending on the uh, the audience and the customer base and everything. Um, but as as is the tradition, when June 1st rolls around on Twitter and Facebook, all the corporations go for the rainbow logos. And then, uh, you know, with the end of June, July comes by. And then, uh, 4th of July, you know, it's, you know, know they audience or something. I don't know. Major League Baseball, June 1st had the rainbow logo up on Twitter. June 2nd, it came down for a logo honoring Lou Gehrig Day, legendary first baseman for the New York Yankees, one of the greatest players to ever play. And I got no problem honoring Lou Gehrig, by the way. It stayed up for a couple days. And then I went back and I checked it uh, today on Twitter, and uh, MLB... Red, white, blue—the uh, classic logo. They—they uh, they only had it up for one day. Interesting, uh, you know. And this is probably because of what's been going on with Target and Bud Light. You can't tell me that um, uh, boycotts and protests don't work a little bit here, because Major League Baseball, which is known for terrible decision making, is actually kind of playing it safe here. That yeah, I was I was kind of blown away by that too. They're they're being cautious for a change. They're not being stupid. Uh, but uh, that that logo went down, and uh, this is a um, this is a scenario where you know companies are trying to have their cake and eat it too, whatever the hell that means. Uh, I I want to credit not the B for this one. Uh, somebody there did a shot-by-shot -shot analysis of corporations like BMW, Mercedes-Benz, Cisco, uh, where here stateside and around the world, mostly they had the rainbow logos showing their support for the gay community. Okay. But uh, kind of curious, uh, Mercedes-Benz Middle East Twitter account, BMW Mercedes uh, Middle East Twitter account and Cisco Middle East Twitter account. And these are all verified. Uh, they had the regular logos up. Middle East. No rainbow logos. I wonder why that would be. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I know there's some pretty intolerant people here stateside, but I mean, there's, there's not that same in, intolerance over the Middle East, is there? Couldn't be any worse, right? Hmm. It's, it's a... It's it's a big pander is what it is. I mean, these are companies that are pandering to both people who support the gay community and those who would stone the gay community if they had the chance. It's uh, it's a little cynical here. But then again, we're expecting corporations to be people. And uh, they're just, you know, they're corporations. They're run by people who want to make money. Speaking of money... Holy crap, I saw this story just before I came up here, and it's one of the two that I'm going to wrap up here with. Uh, in Georgia over the weekend, uh, an officer clocked a Ferrari going 178. They, they took a picture of it. They posted it on social media, the, uh, the the speed gun, the speedometer. No, not the speedometer, uh, the speed gun. 
178 that's one fast ferrari uh, of course they don't have a picture of the ferrari because it's too fast but uh it was interesting because the news article that uh, i was reading said there was no word if um if they caught the driver if they caught the ferrari driver and i'm like well hell no they didn't if you're a policeman and you clock somebody going 178 and you fire up the gumballs and chase them if you chase down a ferrari you would be bragging about this crap to everybody i don't care who you are you'd be like yeah i got him <laughs> and this yeah the uh the there's nothing that can outrun 178 but yeah that's the other thing too is like you get this car it goes really super fast you're driving it around georgia and it's it's kind of hilly terrain um you know slowing down all that stuff i i mean i would be very cautious about where i would drive this stuff at uh, just because uh, I imagine repairs would be a little bit on the pricey side. Okay, this is the last story because this uh, uh, astounded me. Uh, it's a talk, TikTok trend, and I'm not big on TikTok, but this one kind of made me curious a little bit. I'm like, what the what the hell? Why haven't I done this before? Because I'm kind of fat. Uh, this woman has discovered uh, the joy of taking two McDonald's hash browns making them the bread of a unique sandwich in which the filling is the McFlurry ice cream sandwiched between two hash browns and she swears by this i would i'm not going to lie i would try that but i mean this this is a very very amazing story because this woman has found one of the few ice cream machines in america that work at mcdonald's who would have thought uh, I might I might link that up later, but uh, yeah, if, if I don't, go find it, and uh, I gotta go and ice my throat. Until next time, stay fresh, cheese bags. You've been listening to Mike Davidson Live. Be sure to check him out on social media. Like him at facebook.com backslash mdavidsonlives. Follow him on Twitter. Look for at davidsonlives.